Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. You've been a joy. She is the reason why this church functions, that we can have all that stuff happen. Like, she doesn't lead them all, but yeah, come on, let's just honor Penny. And she's also hilarious, so... I like to work with the fun people. Hey, welcome, you guys. Got some fun people. Josh and Sarah Colgrove in the back. Just raise your hands real quick. They're, they're visiting from uh, Mexico. And um, we actually sow into their, into their ministry. They're missionaries down there. They work in an orphanage. Um, they, do a, they do media. They, they teach. They hold kids. They love kids. Um, anyway, they're amazing. Um, I'm going to get them back up here. This is more of a vacation trip for them, but... We're getting back up here to share uh, more about their heart for, um, for missions and for, and for just what God's calling them to and speaking to them. But, so we'll do that in the future. But I just want to honor you. Um, if, if you have a heart for Mexico or um, you want to get involved in maybe an orphanage and go down and move down there and give your whole life to that place <laughs> like other people have, um, go find them after church. Just grab them before they leave and, uh, and, then, and just ask them 100 questions. Maybe put money in their hands, you know, just whatever you're feeling God tell you to do. Come on. Amen. All right. Hey, um, I'm going to get jumping in here. Oh, man, I'm still wrecked from worship. I think I said every time I preach, but I, if you're not getting messed up by worship, come sit next to me, okay? I'm serious. Like, just pull a chair up and just get messed up with me. Like, oh, <laughs> Man, I've been, so, I've been so burdened for the church. Bobby, thanks for just praying for the church. I'm so burdened for the body of Christ right now. It's, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm on social media too much. Um, <laughs> That'll do it. Can you imagine never having social media? You would never like have all the anxieties about everything that you wouldn't know about anyway, right? You would just have what God's called you to. Right, and then the, then, the, then the issues would that God wants you to actually mourn and and weep over and, and fight. They'd actually come to you because it'd all be in perfect order. The problem is we find all these extra issues to fight for via social media. I did a lot of unfollowing this weekend, so if you were one of them, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It wasn't any of you. <laughs> all right, I won't say who it was. Um, but no, for real, like I just recognize, like I'm not called to carry, there's no grace for me to read certain things. Um, and I'm not trying to like plug my ears and close my eyes. You just got to recognize that you're on God's path. And if you're not careful, you'll jump onto somebody else's path. And they have a grace for that path, but you may not. So it's simple, but it'll, it'll it's, an, it's a great, it's a beautiful adjustment. So if that's you, if you find yourself like battling with anxiety and, and stress over other issues, it's very possible you're outside your, your grace level, all right? His grace is sufficient when you follow him. All right. All right. <laughs> Dude, I just, no, I just wanted to like, shelf everything and just stop there and like, let's go home. Um, there's such, when you, when you follow God onto the path that he has for you, the grace to feel all of his love and all of his tenderness and, and his plans for you are so much clearer. So if you're having, a, if clarity is a problem for you right now, it's probably because there's too much other things that you care about because you're all loving, incredible people that can't wait to lay your life down for the next cause, probably. You're like, I'm just, I'm just guessing you love God so much that you just want to give everything to him. And so every little opportunity to lay your life down seems exciting um, or scary. Either way, it's not for you. He has something for you to lay your life down to. And when you're on that place, that's when his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And there's joy in the sacrifice. Amen. All right. Um, Micah talked last week about prayer. Um, actually, two weeks now, pretty much, we've been talking about prayer. We're going to go a couple more weeks. I just feel like prayer in this season is radically important. Um, and Micah, do you talked about the who 
you know, when you pray, that was, I loved, I like the, the who and, the, and, the, and the, the when and the who, the when you pray. And I love you just said, when you pray, you just got to start. You got to start somewhere. You can't just, when you pray tomorrow, and it's always tomorrow, right? It's, it's, it's like, yeah. And so when you pray is really important. Just start praying. Just find, go, if, if you're feeling the burden to pray at any point during this message, just go ahead and get up and leave and go to your car and pray. I remember listening to um, Benny Hinn's story, Good Morning Holy Spirit, and he, sh- and he shared his testimony in that. And he said that he was so enraptured by the Holy Spirit that he'd be having dinner with friends and he would feel the presence of the Holy Spirit come on him and he would literally excuse himself from the dinner to go home and spend time with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I'm, I'm being like, well, that would be awkward. My friends would be like, where'd he go? Why does he do, why has he got to be like that? Why has he got to be all holier than thou? And it's like, you know, I'm like, but I love the heart of a man that just, he's like, nothing else matters if God wants to spend time with me right now. And um, I know it's not always like that and we're not trying to interrupt barbecues, but, <laughs> but I love the heart of, of, of Benny Hinn that, that, that he would prioritize. Do you get my heart in this? So when you pray, when, when you're, if you're not feeling the unction, create the unction. Just go somewhere, get alone, go on a walk. Okay, when you pray and who, you, who, who do we pray to? And we, our Father, our Father who art in heaven. And so we're praying to him. We're coming before the Lord of Lords. And um, that's a whole nother message. Mike did an amazing job last week. I wanna talk about today, um, I, as he was saying that the, the, we didn't really talk about this, but you're talking about the when and the who. I'm thinking the what, the where, the why, um, all that stuff, the how. And, and so I, just, I felt like I wanted to tackle this idea of why we pray. And this is, this is probably like a 16-hour message. Probably Heidi Baker is probably most equipped to teach this message. But we're gonna, we're gonna open up this thing of why. And my heart for us today, I think in this whole series, is not to teach you how to pray because, man, then you're gonna get into performance. You're gonna figure out, am I doing it right? I mean, I, man, I don't think I ever, I don't think I really pray right. And you're gonna start judging yourself and that's gonna, that's gonna lead to, to trash, okay? So my heart, <laughs> just try judging yourself. See how far you get. Um, but the idea, I think the heart behind this, this is that you'd get hungry for prayer. You get hungry for prayer. And, there's, um, and so I, honestly, to start this off, I asked a buddy of mine, James Anslow. Um, Jess, will you hand me that microphone there? Um, I asked him to, to, to kind of start off um, this message. We, we've been hanging out for a, a number of years now. Um, we, ha- we started the first men's group. There was four of us. And, um, and I, I decided I liked the f- only all four of us so much, we stopped announcing it. And so, <laughs> so I don't know if it was still a men's group or just our group, but um, I, I love, I radically love James. We just, he just got married to Michelle. They both got high-level upgrades. It was a really good idea. Um, but James has a huge heart for prayer. He has a huge heart. Um, when James talks, um, and if you know him, uh, and I'm not going to go over, I'm not going to over-exalt him. This is just real. When he opens his heart and his mouth, you, you feel God's love and his presence come into the room. And so I asked James to share a little about why he prays. And, and maybe even, I'm just going to let him go. I don't know what he's going to talk about. Um, but I last, I just want him to share for, for a little bit and then I'll jump back in. And, but I want to share, I just want to, I want, in a sense, I want to set a table for you. See, you've got, the Bible says that he sets a table for you, right? He, there's a banqueting table. And I believe oftentimes what, what you do is when you show up in the room, you're setting a table for people. And, and, and we don't control people and say, you need to listen to me. You need to drink of my, my, drink of my relationship with God. He, you know, Paul did that, right? He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul walked around as a meal for people to taste and see that God is good. Does that make sense? And so I, I love that every time someone comes up here, we're setting the table for the family and we're, we're giving you the opportunity. I remember Sue came up a couple of weeks ago and, and like you got to taste and see the goodness of God through the heart of Sue. And it was really good. And so every time, we, every time somebody comes up, every time I come up here, we're setting a table. You don't have to eat, right? But there's an invitation to, to hear what God is saying through individuals. So uh, James, come on up here. I'm gonna give you the mic and let you kind of run for a bit. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Yeah, man. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, it is... I'm going to be nervous because it didn't take me a minute to settle down. Um, 
it's more than an honor to stand in front of you all. Um, yeah, just, you just overplayed me massively. So please set your expectations far lower than they ever were. Hopefully the accent makes up for whatever I have to say. <laughs> they do say it does end, add uh, 10 IQ points. Um, hopefully that's spiritual IQ. Um, you know, uh, prayer, man. Uh, it's one of those things where you, you're given such a broad thing and you're like, how on earth do you talk about prayer? And the why, like there's so many reasons why. Um, there, it, it's certainly in this time, especially as you say it. And God's been impressing on me so much recently. So many friendly faces. <laughs> I haven't been here in, feels like months. So the wedding and all the rest of it, so forgive me. Um, I may get distracted, but um, <laughs> help me, Jesus. Yeah, let's, let's start there. <laughs> let's start there. <sighs> Father, thank you so much for your presence. Lord. Lord, we just breathe deep of you. We breathe you in, Lord, and we, we again make you the center. We again, we invite your presence. And we ask that your heart would be made known today. That your grace would be upon anything I say. And that you translate as best as possible to every ear, your heart for them. Let your heart be made known this morning, Lord. We love you so, so much. So this morning when I was talking, Jesse was kind enough to invite me to speak on Friday. Uh, so I've had a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> but, you know, he says, be ready in season and out. So here we are. Is the test. Um, why do we pray? So, and you think, what is prayer? I even started to look that up, and I was just like, what is prayer? And so, you know, dictionary definition, good old Webster's goes, it's request made to a deity. Well, that sounds rather impersonal, doesn't it? Request made to a deity. So I, like, you know, I decided to pray, make some requests to the, uh, the deity. Um, <laughs> Lord, help, what do I say? Um, what's on your heart? Um, and so I'm like, well, it, at that point, you've asked him a question. And so you wait for an answer. And so that's part of prayer, is waiting and listening. Why do we pray? Why do we spend time with anybody? We want to know them. Why on earth do we pray if not to know him? Because he's not a genie in a bottle. He's God. He's the one who made you, created you in your mother's womb. Not by accident, but with a purpose. And that purpose is to know you, not, and you know him in return. So this morning as we were in worship, all I kept hearing and, and repeat over and over and over again is, I want to know, be known. I want to be known. So the invitation in prayer is not to come to him with a laundry list. Now, he's got nothing against laundry lists. He wants to know what's on your heart. He already knows it, but voice it by all means. Don't, don't keep things hidden going, well, God already knows. Because if you assume, that means you're just going to be quiet and you're not going to talk to him. And that's the one thing he's after. He wants to talk to you. So I went for a walk yesterday and I'm just going like, you know, God help. Yeah, what do I say? What do you want to do? 
And I was hoping and expecting to hear something wonderful and revelatory and all the rest of it. We ended up talking about trees. <laughs> and architecture. And whatever I was smelling along the way. Some good smells, I'm not too good. And it's one of those things where you go, okay, oh God, I really wanted an answer for tomorrow. What, what on earth was that all about? It's like, well, we're just talking. Friends. Friends do that, right? So how on earth do we get to know the one who desperately wants us to know him? Because he knows everything about you. But he's the Lord of all creation and he wants to be known by you. I went to bed last night and I made the mistake of opening Facebook and that was a stupid <laughs> idea. Right on. I mean, no need, I need to unfollow some people. The very first thing I saw was a colleague that I work with, and he's listed this laundry, uh, this laundry list of reasons uh, why God is not good. And I was like, well, maybe I really should unfollow this. And, and you know, I started a reply, and then there's Holy Spirit going, well, no. <laughs> not that. Okay. So I'm talking to him again. I'm going, okay, I really feel like I want to respond to this because in many respects, I've, I've often chickened out in saying something. Like, let's just not stir the pot. Let's not get in the Facebook social media argument because we've all been there. We've done that. It's stupid and fruitless. Nobody's ever been converted from a Facebook argument. <laughs> so I, I just kind of left it. And I said, well, well, no, I do want to say something. And so in the end, I said, you know, kind of words to the effect of, I'm not sure you know who God really is, but if you ever really would like to know him, you've got my number. Give me a call. And I thought, rather than be accusatory, condescending, any of that, let's just leave it be and just say, I'd like to introduce you to, the, to who I know as God, not your misconception of who he is, the angry one who gives everybody COVID. Crazy idea. And so... I was talking to him about that, but anyway, it, 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 ended up, it sparked something in me and going, like, he wants to be known and not known as the angry God who gives everybody COVID or kills people or strikes them down with you know, bolts of lightning and all of that. And it, it, but he wants his heart to be known. And so you know, I, was, I was starting to read, and I'm well off my notes. Sorry, mate. I'm just, just this morning. Um, but he, he wants to be known. And... and and how else do we get to know him except by prayer? It's asking, but then also setting aside time to listen. And oftentimes we get so busy, we're going, well, I've got so much work to do, and then I've got family, then I've got whatever else. Again, you know, I've got a wife, and you know, that's a new uh, you know, life thing. And like, that's brilliant, wonderful. Um, and, but there's so many things in, in life that just seems to suck up time. And so we go, how on earth do we do this? And there's a brilliant man years and years and years ago, Brother Lawrence, and he was a monk. And he's so upset because he's got this job as a dishwasher, and he's like, well, this is very demeaning to me. I'm paraphrasing him. But you know, very demeaning having a dishwashing job. How can I worship God? How can I be you know, fruitful for him as I'm di washing dishes? And really came to the realization that he can be praying while he's washing dishes. And so... I'm thinking to myself, I can be doing that as I'm working. I can be talking to God. As I'm driving, I can talk to God. I do some of my best praying behind the wheel for many reasons. <laughs> Lord, please don't let that CHP see me. <laughs> Lord, please make his gun not work. Uh, that wasn't 85, that was 72, uh, whatever it was. Uh, but, you know, just things like that. You, you end up just talking as you go. Like, my car is my prayer closet, if I'm honest. Like, you know, my running shoes uh, are a prayer closet. Like, it's those times when I feel like my body's busy and my spirit can be like, okay, finally, your body's busy. I can take over now. But whatever it takes, it doesn't have to be sitting in a corner rocking like Lou Engle. Like, that's brilliant and there's a time and a place for that. But, and it's not to knock it, but any time is a good time to talk to God. There is no bad time to talk to him. Like, excuse yourself from dinner, excuse yourself from whatever. Like, I take a lot of bathroom breaks sometimes. I'm like, oh, break it. You know, <laughs> distraction from work. And, and to be fair, I need to be a little bit better at that. But sometimes you need a break from work. You're like, God, I need your help in all of this. Help. 
And the Holy Spirit is one of those people who is just interested in your life and wants to be a helper. He's the helper for a reason. And so you invite him into your day. He's there to interact with you throughout the day. I can't tell you how many times I've been at work with a client, without a client. Like on a job site, I would go to a lot of construction sites for um, the work that I do. And I'll be there, I'll be measuring things, and then I'll be leaving and he's like, hey, you forgot that thing. I'm like, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, just He's so interested in your life. But prayer teaches you to recognize that voice. The more you pray, the more you spend time listening, the more you learn what that voice sounds like, what his tone is, what his heart for you is. And when he starts interrupting you at work and starts coming to help you at work, you start to recognize his heart for you in another way. He starts going like, you're that interested in my life? You're not just interested about me you know, sharing the gospel or seeing people healed or whatever it might be. It's, it's not I'm actually concerned about what concerns you. And right now you need to take this measurement so I'm thought I'd help you out because you forgot. Well, thank you. It's just he's that good. He's that kind. And he's that intimately involved in your life. So I, I, if nothing else this morning, I really, want you to, I really want to exhort you to listen for the voice and learn it. Because how on earth do you learn a voice? Like I was reminded almost of the analogy yesterday. As a child, you, you, you sometimes get lost and you, you know, you're short. And there's all sorts of grown-ups around or whatever. I don't have that problem anymore. Um, but... You know, there's all sorts of people around, and you're like, you listen for the voice of your parents. And if you can pick out that voice, even if you can't see them, you move towards the voice. So it's the voice of God that we have to listen to, that we have to know, because there's so many voices in this time, especially, that are vying for your attention. So many voices. And if we get distracted and pulled here and there, then we're going to miss the voice that's more important than anything else. So it's that voice that's time. And, and again, it's, it, it's not difficult. I don't want to say that it's, it, it's a difficult thing to pray. We, sometimes we get burdened, right? We're like, it's a, oh, prayer, so, so boring. Or, you know, so burdensome or whatever it is. But if you realize, if you treat God like a friend, let me get to know God, my friend. Because that's the highest honor that he gave anyone in the Bible, right? Moses, my friend. I talk to him mouth to mouth, face to face. There's nothing more intimate than that. And that's the way he wants to talk to you. He's not distant. He's not upset with you. Anything that tells you that he's upset with you, that's not his voice. The voice of Holy Spirit convicts, yes. Condemns, never. But it's learning his tone. It's learning the intonations of his voice. So, it's... It, 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 I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I will. Learn his voice. And it's only by inviting him to speak. And staying quiet enough, putting that phone down. I'm having to do that a lot these days. Put the phone down because it's got so many voices. So many social media voices, so many distractions. But put the phone down and just let that voice speak. Go for a walk. It's, they'll do you a whole lot of good. I have to do it these days just to give myself some sanity. But it's on those walks that where he will surprise you. Ask him to interrupt you, even when it's inconvenient. But ask him to interrupt you. I was on a walk the other day. And I'm just going to share a couple of stories just because it will give you some, some sort of idea. And please throw something at me if I go along. I don't know how long I've gone. But anyway, um, I was on a walk the other day. And, and I was wandering and just kind of talking to him. It's, it's, it's lunch and I've got 30 minutes or whatever. So I you know, do a lap of my neighborhood or whatever. And, um, and um, I, was, I was walking. And, and as I'm walking, he says, in a, in a 
I don't want to say stern voice, but it wasn't just a jovial voice. It was a, but he said to me, stand up. And I'm like, I'm walking. But as, and he says, stand up. Stand up in the courts of heaven. And it was one of those things where I was arrested in my steps. And I knew that he meant business in that moment. And he said, stand up in the courts of heaven and ask for justice. And it took me back because I, I was like, okay, what's justice? What's unjust? What is unjust in my life? Because he's concerned about me. And in that moment, it was only me and him talking. So I knew he's like, what's unjust in my life? There's sickness in my family. There's cancer in my family. So I'm like, God, there's injustice in my family. This isn't right. So I start asking and praying for my family. Then I start kind of moving on and going, okay, there's injustice in the land. Let's talk about that, God. What do you want to put on my heart? What do you, what's on your heart in this? Because it's, it's, it's still an invitation, right? So it's those times where you're just open to his voice. Um, to hear where he'll actually invite you into something a little bit more than usual. And it's those times where he wants you to step into authority. Because as you talk to him, you start realizing that he doesn't treat you just like a kid often. Like he's going to take you from glory to glory. He's going to bring you into maturity. And the more you realize that, you're going to start behaving like a king and a queen. Because you're the son and daughter of a king. So he's going to start treating you that way. To begin with, obviously, if you're new to this, you treat you gentle as anything. But as you grow and mature, this gentleness is still going to be there, but he's still going to, he's going to upgrade you. You're going to start to see him invite you into more and more and greater and greater things. I'll tell you one more story, and then I think I'm probably going to hand this mic back. But... Um, one of the most vital reasons I think we need to know his voice is that there are times in life where you're going to be surprised by life. Something's going to crop up that you really didn't see coming. And in the middle of that, where do you go? What's your first instinct? If you're developing a life of prayer, the first place you go is to him. It's nearly nine, nine years ago, nearly, I broke my neck in a, in a mountain biking accident. Um, it's funny, I'll give you a tiny bit of backstory actually. Um, it was my birthday, my birthday's in November, and I was asking God, I'm like, God, what should I get for my birthday? So I guess, you know, you get to a certain age and you just have money and you decide you buy things as you need them or as you want them. And so birthdays aren't like as important or as special when it comes to presents. I don't know, you kind of get to that place as adults. And so I just, I was like, God, what should I get for my birthday? And uh, he says, buy a bike. I said, okay, I'll buy a bike. I said, what sort of bike? He said, yeah, what a bike you'd like. And I was like, well, I don't want a road bike. You walk, you'd ride those in those spandex, and that looks ridiculous. So I really don't want to do that. I don't think that will flatter me. So uh, <laughs> sorry to anybody who rides spandex and, uh, and road bikes. Sorry. Um, but it's not something I wanted to do. So I thought, well, I'm not going to do that. I'll do mountain bikes. That sounds brilliant. And so I bought myself a mountain bike, and he said, we'll just go for rides and we'll talk. Uh, and we did um, four times um, <laughs> until the accident. But one of those times, I was, I was riding up a hill, um, and uh, I was, you know, you know how you stand up on the bike to try and get more power into those pedals, and you're just going, ah, yes, pedal up that hill. And he spoke to me really quickly. He said, James, son, you, you do know you have a lower gear. Um, <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, just put it in a lower gear, have a seat, and pedal. And so I did. And I was like, oh, that's remarkably easier. And he said, yes. <laughs> he said, you will, get, you will accomplish far more from a place of rest than a place of striving. And it's something I'll never forget. That was nine years ago. So that, that Saturday morning uh, when I went out riding um, and it, it was one of those days where I found myself praying for whatever reason, God, keep us safe. Just keep us safe. Whatever reason. There are four of us out there. Just keep us safe. And so we went and we just trail I'd never been on, fourth, fourth rodeo, as it were. 
And um, yeah, it, it's just you know, my brother and a couple of friends. I took a corner too fast, hit a bush, and turned into Superman. Though I was not indestructible at that point. Uh, so I crashed and landed in a bush uh, and kind of flipped over. And I lay there initially. And I had a searing pain down my arm. And I knew I'd hurt myself really, really badly. I just didn't know what to, ex uh, to what extent. And so I was like, the only place that I know that is peaceful at this point is God. And that's where that relationship comes in. And so immediately I just kind of clicked into tongues and just started praying in the spirit. And I was like, I know I need peace. And I know he's the only source of peace. So that's where I went. And so I lay there in this bush. And um, I'll give you the very cliff notes. Uh, I didn't know what my injuries were. I did all the wrong things. I actually tried to sit up and had a stabbing pain in my neck. That was a bad idea. And so I ended up rolling over and getting up from my hands and knees, and I ended up walking down the mountain. Um, about a mile and a half or so, servicemen, park rangers picked us up on a service road, uh, got in a truck, and then they took me to the parking lot where my dad picked me up, got in his car, took me to my friend's house where I picked up my wallet and my phone, and then we went to the hospital. I walked into the hospital. Uh, all along kind of holding my arm like this and going, God, please keep me safe. Get me there safely. And in his kindness, he just kind of reassured me every time, every step of the way. He's like, you're all right, just baby steps. I was like, okay. Um, got into the ER. Uh, oh, something sharp. That was metal. <laughs> um, yeah, I should have worn my sandals. It feels more like home. I had to make it feel like it was a living room. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, fe I felt like, uh, and, and you know, I lay myself down on the gurney in the in the uh, in the ER, and they wheel me into X-ray, and they're taking X-rays, and in there, I'm talking to God, I'm just going, "Thank you for getting me here safely. Thank you, thank you, thank you." And he interrupted me, and he says, "In a few minutes, you're going to get some news that you're really not going to like." And I just kind of stopped cold, and I said, "Okay." He said, but I don't want you to worry, because I will heal you. Amen. So I said, okay. And at that moment, I had the most peace I've ever known in my entire life. Like, you don't want to talk about perfect peace. I had perfect peace. There was not a fear in my mind whatsoever, and not a care in the world. At that point, I was literally high on peace. Like, <laughs> I was talking to the nurses. I'm like, do you know how much Jesus loves you? She responded, she was so, so sweet. She responded, she said, I got baptized a year ago. I'm part of the family. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. And so, you know, carry on. They pump me full of drugs and, you know, surgeon or ER guy walks out and shows me his iPhone. He goes, do you see that? And I was like, what am I looking at? And he's like, you've got two broken vertebra. And we're going to send you off to another hospital because we can't deal with you. And I was like, oh, cool. So I was like, okay, I had perfect peace, though. I had not a care in the world. My family was freaking out, broken neck, what on earth do you do with that? But it's in those moments where life throws a massive curveball at you that you don't ever see coming where you go know that voice. And it's that voice that's louder than fear. That voice has to be louder than fear. And you've got to recognize that voice. That voice is the voice of peace. That voice is the voice of comfort. That voice is always going to encourage you. That voice is always going to build you up. I'll tell you one more story, actually, just because it's fun. Michelle and I just got married. Isn't she lovely? Now I know what it feels like for other people to do this. I have a wife, lovely wife. Um, went on our honeymoon. Went up to Big Bear because it's local and who wants to fly these days? Um, and it was brilliant. Uh, but we had an interesting encounter. We booked a cabin. Came with, came with extras that I wasn't aware of. Um, and uh, and it came in the, in the extras that came in the form of demons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell you what. 
we, I'm not sure what happened in that, uh, that cabin. <laughs> really not sure what happened. But we, we were a three-story cabin. It's great. And we walked downstairs, and there's this weird smell to begin with. And you're like, that's a very odd smell, overpowered cleaning smell. And we're just like wandering around. But I mean, neither of us said anything to each other, funnily enough. But it, we both felt something really weird and really sinister downstairs. And we're just like, that's really odd. And so we avoided the basement of this house for like, what, a day or two? It was <laughs> like two days. The first night or two we were there, like weird sounds were coming. And we could hear weird sounds. And you could feel a visceral fear. Like the fear that you can feel in your body, the skin on the back of your neck comes up, all of that. And we're like, what on earth is going on? And finally we actually communicate to each other. And it's like, hey, are you feeling this thing? Because I'm feeling this thing as well. And say, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually both feeling this thing. Okay, cool. We're both not crazy. Uh, we are actually sensing and, and perceiving something. And, and this, you know, God gives discernment. Ask for discernment. If I can encourage you ever, you know, for anything. Wisdom, discernment, vital in this time. Wisdom and discernment. Ask, ask, ask. He will give it to you. Um, so we go downstairs. We actually found a friend who loves this stuff. Um, my friend Kevin, he's just like, oh, we get to deal with the demonic. Brilliant. Let's do this. <laughs> so we call him up and we're like, okay. Because it, there's that voice of fear, but then there's the voice of God going like, hey, I've equipped you and are you going to allow this thing to interrupt your honeymoon or not? And so we ended up just kind of going like, okay. Put up the... Uh, Pants, let's pull up the bootstraps. Let's just be like, okay, let's go deal with this thing. But it's one of those things where you have to listen to the voice of God. You can't just go in there shouting, get out of my house. Because oftentimes he's there for a reason. Like there's something that's given it place because he's only able to be in somewhere where he's been given place and given authority. So it's times like this where you have to ask God, why is it here and what's the key to get rid getting rid of it? Because that's how Jesus works, right? He only, said, he only does what he uh, sees his father doing and only says what his father is saying. And this is why we pray. This is why we have to ask and get used to hearing that voice. Because we can't just run in there guns blazing for absolutely no reason, thinking, I know I've got the answer, unless we really go, God, what's the key? And so we ended up caught, uh, you know, going down there, praying, and just you know, kind of dealing with this thing. But it was one of those things where there was such a... Um, surreal experience in many respects. We're just like, what on earth is going on? But it was that voice that we had to kind of listen to that was just like, hey, it's there. There's a reason it's there, but you can deal with it and you can get rid of it. So it's one of those things, it's partnering with God, it's allowing him to invite you into something more, something bigger, because had we left it there and just be like, eh, let's just not go downstairs, we left it for the next person, the next person could be terrorized and tortured because they're not equipped to deal with that. And they could have been terrorized by fear for no reason whatsoever. But it was something that God allowed us to do. Yes, it interrupted the afternoon of our honeymoon, but it's not a big deal because we ended up enjoying the rest of the house for the, and our sleep wasn't interrupted. So... Just one of those things where as you get to know God, he will invite you into bigger and better things. Like if you're not into the demonic, maybe he won't in, you know, invite you into those sort of things. But he'll be like, if you're into healing, then he'll be like, start talking to you about people on the way. Like grocery stores or wherever you are, but you start listening to that voice. He's going to start inviting you to partner with him in what he wants to do in the earth. It's this purpose that we pray because we want to know what he, his desire is for this time. There's a lot going on at this time, certainly in our nation. And we've got to hear his voice above the noise. And we've got to be asking God, how do we pray? How, what do you want to say? What do you want spoken and declared into the atmosphere? What do you want prayed over? What do you want justice for? What's crying out for justice that you know that I need to know so I can ask for it and you can work on my behalf? So he wants a powerful bride. He wants a powerful people. And powerful people get to know the one who's got the power. It's those people. It's, it's, you know, it's not just a spiritual principle. It's, it's, it's principles of the world. It's the people who, are, uh, who have power, other people are drawn to. We're drawn by the most powerful being in the world. It's not so that we can have power. It's so that we can administer his power and, and continue to expand his kingdom and his authority. 
It's a place of humility that we do that, not pride, because that's going to set you up for all sorts of other problems. But it's the, it's the humility of knowing the king and walking with the king and going, God, how can I partner with you? And what's your, where's your voice leading today? So learn the voice. Know the voice. The voice of the one who loves you deeply. The voice of the one who, who wants you to know him just as well as he knows you. He is so multifaceted, you will be astonished. So, yeah. All right. Jesse asked me to pray for you. So, that's fun. <laughs> Father, we are in awe of who you are. You are truly magnificent. The King of all kings. The Lord of all lords. Creator of the heavens and the earth. You knit us together in our mother's wombs. You know us inside and out. And you have called us and are continuing to call us into deep, intimate relationship with you. You want to be friend, father, counselor. You want to be co-worker. Every facet of our lives, Lord, we invite you into our lives this morning. Every facet, Lord, there is nothing that is unsacred. Father, I ask that there be a grace upon everyone here this morning to hear your voice in ways that, we, that they've never known before. Father, I ask that you would unstop ears, that you would open eyes, that you would even cause our smell, taste, touch to every sense to be activated this morning that we would learn to interact with you in ways that we've never yet experienced. Lord, may your voice be louder than every other voice. Teach us to hear your tone, hear your whisper, and put a desire in our hearts to spend more time with you, be it driving, be it walking, be it playing games with friends family, husbands, wives. Every, Lord, let nothing be unsacred. We make you the center and we honor you and we invite you to have your way in our lives. But we want to know you more than anything. We want to know the Lord of all the earth. Impress our hearts with the things that are on yours. Even as we share our burdens, Lord, share that which is on your heart. Let friendships with you flourish from this moment forward, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. I had a really good message prepared, I tell you. Um, how was the meal? <laughs> Come on. Isn't that amazing? Um, this is just the love of that God. When God puts you, this is why you can't do Christianity alone, because you hold the meal for the person next to you. And um, I... Gosh, I'm sitting there thinking, God, do I add anything right now? Like, how do I add? Um, that was beautiful. Um, I think my biggest heart after all of that is, um, is uh, did, you, did you get hungry for this kind of relationship with God? And I don't know where you're at. You might be doing this naturally. This might be a big part of you where you're frustrated. I don't know where you're at. Um, but I want to encourage you. Um, uh, Micah said something last week, and it was, it was going to be a major part of what I want to go after, but you, you cannot expect 
to mature as a believer in Christ without spending time in prayer. Do not expect to grow and mature in love and freedom without spending time with him. I'm just gonna take that little fairy tale away right now from you that uh, he's so good, he's gonna, he's gonna mature me even if I don't spend any time alone with him because he's just that good. Now he will be your provision. He will be enough for you. He will be with you. He'll never leave you. But if you wanna mature, if you wanna grow in integrity and in character and be able to handle situations on your honeymoon when the demons are the extras in the Airbnb. (laughs) If you want to know what to do in those moments, if you burn to see people get healed, saved, and delivered around you, there's a level of maturing that he wants to do in you to handle more and more in your life. And so if you have a a heart or a plan to excel in, in this world with God, now without God, who cares? That's a different building, right? Um, but if you want to do this with God, like you, I'm just going to just squash this fairy tale. You're not going to do it without prioritizing. Well, Jesse, is this about works? No. It's about prioritizing your life. And this idea that he wants to be friends with you. Listen, there's lots of people. There's people in the Bible that Jesus, they walked around doing miracles. And he, Jesus says, I never had a conversation with you. We, we weren't friends. And I don't know what happens to those people. But I don't believe they matured much. And so that's all I want to say about that. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to put weight on this thing of prayer. I don't know that I, I, I always have done that very well. I have seasons. And Mike and I met praying, you know, hours in the prayer room. And we did rock. Like Lou Engle, we're like, we're doing it all. Like, whatever it takes. <laughs> like, God, I don't hear your voice. There it is. <laughs> Lord, save Orange County. Lord, we need revival. We need to eat less food and pray more. I'm going to read this, this piece of Proverbs that I grabbed a hold of, and it just blessed my heart, and then I'm going to pray for us. Uh, Proverbs 9, it says, Wisdom has built herself a palace. Wisdom, the, the, the man wisdom, I think it's actually personified as a woman in the Bible, but they're, 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 they, this is the Holy, this is God. He is wisdom, right? And God has made him, has built a palace upon seven pillars, the foundations to keep it secure. And she's made ready a banqueting feast. And, a sacri- and, a, and the sacrifice, it's being ready. It's been killed. The table's all set, it says. And in verse four, it says, whoever wants to know me and receive my wisdom, come and dine at my table. There's an intimacy there, right? There's a friendship. There's, we invite our friends over. Come on now. Come and dine at my table and drink of my wine. And I love as it says, it says, lay aside your simple thoughts and leave your paths behind. Agree with my ways and live in my truth and righteousness you will find. And so there's this beautiful, come on, there's this, uh, (laughs) there's a beautiful thing in this. I feel like there's an invitation to leave behind all of your good thinking and your good plans, and your Facebook posts, and your Facebook replies, and, and all, of your, all of the ways that you think you know what God's going to do in this season, and all the things that you think are the right things to do, lay that all aside. Come in, sit with me, dine with me, drink with me. Let's laugh a little. Know my voice. Know my ways. And so there's a beauty in that, and I want to thank James. He did an amazing job. Um, uh, you just... You blessed us all, blessed me and, and, and Jess. And so, Father, I just, I pray. I just put you on your heart. And I, Lord, I, honestly, I think there's, there's nobody, there's nobody that, that can't say, Father, um, help me. Help me, Father, help me. And yet it's such a beautiful thing when he says that my sheep know my voice. And so, God, there's a grace to step into this, Lord. There's such an easy grace, God, to let go of all of our ideas 
And uh, we, we, uh, we honor you, God. <laughs> we honor you, God. We can't, there's no way, nowhere we can go where you're not. But Father, you ask for the best parts of who we are. You ask for our time when it's just you and me. When it's just you and me, God. So I pray for those, that, that alone time, God. Whether you're doing dishes, whether you're driving, whether you're walking, whether you're running, whether you're sleeping. So Father, we, just, we, just, we ask that this is, that you would lead us into a greater understanding of prayer, that you would, you would teach us to be humble and meek, to step into your presence confidently, God, confidently come in before your throne, knowing that we have salvation and we have your righteousness, God. But Lord, teach us to know your voice, to know you, God. All right, now just tell him in your own voice, either in, in your mind, in your, you want to whisper it to him. Just tell him, tell him what's on your heart right now for this topic, for this thing right now. Be authentic. Be real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to speak Samuel when he was a boy. God kept speaking to him, and Samuel kept going to Eli three different times. I think it was by the third time he got it. But I just want to speak over you guys that um, God is not, he's not given up on you. He, <laughs> and, and it gives God no glory for you to be hard on yourself in this. It gives, it does, it does nothing but distance you from God when you, when you, when you are frustrated with your prayer life, when you are not, when you don't love your own prayer life, when you're, when you're disappointed maybe at how much you've prioritize this. So right now, just wash that slate clean. Wash it clean. There's no condemnation. Even thinking about how you've missed the mark on this will actually push this away from you um, because you'll have a taste of feeling in your mouth of, of the past and the history. Your history of not prioritizing alone time with your father, the, your friend, um, is, is washed clean. And right now we thank you. We start pure and we start fresh, God, that we are, we know your voice. We have time, we make time. We know you and we wanna know you more. So Lord, we bless this family, this church, God. We bless the whole body that we would learn to step into this place of aloneness with you, this beautiful place, God, where we're practicing your presence all the time, all the time. And God said, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome, you guys. Hey, if you're on the prayer team, come on up right now. Just jump on up here. Um. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.